propaganda and truth. Natural health, allopathic tyranny, and your body. Freedom, globalism, and sovereign nations. And now, the perfect, the perfect triangle. triangle. Like a filthy horse We're living in the system Young boy And they know you never listen Cause you're watching porn They gotta keep you stupid And misinformed Here's some wise advice I won't say it twice No dags, no niggas No kiss ass wiggers We go hard Don't give me a lame excuse We're overdue We gotta deal with the greedy too Cause if you think about it Man, they own the news And that is something We cannot afford to lose Yo, I was a first class prankster Taking on Jews Like a rhyming gangster Man, a mystery I know the history Killer, he said it The Jews are parasites I read Jewish folks, six million lies on a hall of hoax. There was no gassing, the Jews are laughing. They think you're stupid like a bunch of goats. Are they doing better now in the Middle East? All they see is war, never any peace. Do you think that they care for a ceasefire? No, they shoot everything like a retard. We know we've never been the wisest or smartest, but we realize what it takes. We got control of your banks and your money, so you gotta do what we say. It's a feeling you get when the Jew says to you that you're running out of time, that you're racist too. Like Barbara Spector, genocide lecture. She's a wicked bitch and the Jews respect her. Semitic religions preach the opposite of what they actually do. Just like in Islam, how it's constantly reported by themselves and by the corrupt, lying media as being a religion of peace, they are in fact a religion of war, either war, active war, jihad, or jihad through immigration and subversion. They are a religion of conquering, not a religion of peace. And Judaism is no different. They preach peace and love and forgiveness. But again, these are all inverses of what they actually do. They want you to be peaceful. They want you to be loving and caring and forgiving. But they wish to hold vengeance and spite and hatred and in-group preference in order to conquer you. They want you atomized and alienated. They want you to be liberal 
and to continue to just be individuals while they form strong collectives, cabals or mafias and take over the West. They preach forgiveness, but they want you to forgive their trespasses, but they will never forgive yours. In their community, they preach no forgiveness. They preach remembrance, to always remember what the goyim, what the cattle have done to them. Everything the Jews do is actually the opposite. Now we don't preach forgiveness to the Jews for what they've done. The Aryan worldview, or National Socialism as Hitler described it, doesn't preach forgiveness to the Jews. It preaches justice. Those are two very different things. And we must always remember the crimes they have committed against us, no matter how much they lie. The Jews have been very successful at deceiving the white people and other non-Jewish peoples. They've been very successful because deception is their trade. That is what they have learned over thousands of years. But the white man, although the average one might be easily deceived by these Jewish lies, there is a caste of men amongst white people that could be described as Aryans, at least in spirit. And these Aryans cannot be fooled by Jewish lies. The Jewish worldview treats physical labor as an evil, as a sin, as something that only cattle or goyim do, which is how we are described in the Jewish religion. They believe that the most pious, the most closest to God a people can become is by abandoning physical labor and instead using their mind to manipulate others and to make money without having to work for it. But the Aryan believes in a closeness to physical labor. The Aryan knows that the race that abandons physical labor becomes disgusting and degenerate one way or another, either because they resort to deception or like we see today with a capitalist class of whites abandoning physical labor in order to offshore physical labor either overseas or to import a caste of people to do it for them the true Aryan the true white man knows that abandoning physical labor leads to race mixing leads to the offshoring of our assets, our wealth, and our future, and does not feel that these things are a negative. He knows that his closeness to physical things in general, the physical world, keeps him grounded, keeps him based. This is one of the primary differences between the deceitful race of people known as the Jews and the noble race of people known as the Aryans. Take a minute, just a second, to think about what victory would look like if you'd be so kind, you know? Just like, close your eyes, unless you're driving, don't do that. 
But just think about what victory would feel like, you know, what it sound like. You know, would, would kids be playing in the background or maybe your kids are outside again? No more uh, PlayStation. <laughs> just think about it, what it would look like, what it would feel like. What would you have Beast. to do today? What would you, uh, what would you have to do today? What kind of projects? What shit would you be working on? What would your job be? Who knows? You know, only you could figure that out, but you gotta, you gotta visualize that just a little bit. Not super hard. You don't have to hurt yourself. Don't hurt yourself. That's all you gotta do. Thanks. So, this is what I got. Congratulations. Your case is dismissed. And your trial is canceled. Get something straight, you kite. Hit the boy 5,000, dude. That was really good. That was good. We're going to win and fucking people are going to be really happy and be nice to me um, when we end up winning and the truth comes out, right? And I don't mind being hated for all these years, almost a decade. Right? I don't care. Uh, but, uh, you know, when the tables turn and the truth comes out, they're going to say, you know what? That guy, that guy there went above and beyond when everyone was telling him he was a kook and uh, that guy should, should have some respect now. And he should be able to live a happy, normal life, right? So we got to have this idea of winning. And, you know, I don't know what kind of person you are, but I'm a person where even if even if I were to lose, I'm not going to just give up and let you beat me. Um, I'm going to fight to the death. So I'm just that kind of a person. You know, even if it's like going into a fight and I know I'm going to get my ass kicked, um, I, I think I still have a chance.
and our leaders are low-life scum that screw little girls so the Jews can screw America. That's what's happening in this country. I just said it. That's what's going on in this country. And our FBI is corrupt. The Supreme Court is corrupt. The Justice Department is corrupt. The news media is corrupt. The whole country is corrupt. Because we've walked away from Almighty God and we've allowed Kabbalah practicing Jews to defile the nation. Put that video out. Go ahead and clip this video and send it out. I dare you. White America, wake the fuck up. White America, wake the fuck up. Welcome to episode number 175 of the Perfect Triangle. I'm your host, Giuseppe Vafangulo. Some call me the G-Man. Well, I'm back. Month off. Recharge my batteries. Life is good. All right. Going to be a great show. Let's bring in my co-host, Zach, from Logos Revealed, and our honored guest, the impresario of uh, winterwatch.net, Russ Winter. Russ, welcome. How's everything going? I know we, you got a lot of things you want to talk to, so do you have any opening statement you would like to make? Uh, no statement. So just got some hard uh, evidentiary uh, stuff to present. Uh, kinda wanna, I kind of want to – I want to – you know, my theory is lately, especially with this war going on, is that the, the Arabs and Iran are, and possibly Turkey are truly, truly the point of the spear. And uh, in honor of the Houthis, I'd like to start the sh- show off with a, my uh, meme to the Houthis. Oh, the tune, the the this yeah. This tune? is this is the Houthi theme theme music, and I hope somebody great adopts this. You know, uses some AI and maybe adopts it to uh, honor the, the Houthis. All right, and this is uh, uh, here we go. Let's play it. It's the equivalency of U-boat warfare.
So some for some reason so Zach, I'm, some reason I'm humored go by ahead, that. I don't know. Maybe nobody else does, but No, no, no. I think it's very cool. And uh so Zach, have you followed uh what's going on with the Houthis really uh taking it to the the uh synagogue of Satan? No, this I'm I'm actually uh not brushed up on. I'm I'm not familiar. Okay, well then we'll let Russ uh uh, be the tip of the spear here. You know what's the most amazing thing to me, Russ, is that uh, Yemen, the Houthis, and and Turkey, who's a ma- member of NATO, is now gonna gonna probably in all likelihood switch sides if it becomes a hot World War Three. I mean, to me, that's just stunning. What's going on? Well, the, Houth- the Houthis' end of this is they've got the whole Red Sea blocked blocked off. And there's a mm-hmm. there's a little bit of a lie going out in the mainstream media that they're cutting off all shipping like through the Suez Canal, but it's very specific. They're targeting uh, US, U.S., U.K., certainly anybody connected with Israel. Any kind of shipments into the Israeli southern port have been completely choked off. So it is really hurting this Israeli uh, economy, and I, I'm just I'm pretty amazed at both the Houthis and Hamas, what I call them the militia, and we'll cover we'll cover some of the war footage later. But uh-huh. so far, about sixty percent of all ships have, have through the uh, Red Sea area have been choked off, just mostly based on threats and insurance rates and things like that. So it's so at the, the post you put up at your Winter Watch Red Sea ship passage, you list. The number of ships passing Bob El Mandeb is now this week 114, and six months ago it was 252, one month ago 272, one week ago 131, now 114, which is uh, uh, a, a, a lot. That's uh, that's over. That's about 65, 70 percent. And then the percentage versus a month ago, gas carriers are down 96 percent, which. Uh, uh, oil tankers, 55% container ships. So that is eventually going to hit us all in the pocketbook again with gas prices probably going up. Yeah, and I just saw another story where there's there's talk about blackouts, electrical blackouts in the U.S. So they're, they're bringing it home. They're bringing it to the home front. Everybody thinks they're going to sleepwalk through this genocide is mistaken. Right. That's exactly right. Yep, that's for sure. And uh, uh, where would you like to go next, Russ? Which uh, slide or, or article? Uh, yeah, let's go through. Let's go through the. I'm going to mention also that the Iron Dome, which defends Israel, is, is apparently down to about 2,000 t- uh, Timir interceptors. So they just ground them down because because you know I ha- you see there the charts that I have of the U.S. inventory replacement times. Yes. Let's uh, pop that up because I don't think people realize how short of munitions the U.S. is, and they're shipping it. They've been shipping it to Ukraine, and then getting a hold of any kind of killer, you know, genocidal bomb that they can send to Israel, uh, missiles, the Iron Dome, and so this the problem. The problem for Israel is this war or this genocide has dragged out so long that they've used up a lot of their. Munitions. So that gives you an idea of the inventory replacement times for key statement systems. Can you see that? 
let me read a few of these. This is stunning. A million seventy-four of one hundred fifty-five millimeter ammunition transferred to Ukraine. Uh, production you can re- rebuild per year only ninety-three thousand. Uh, um, another uh, a million one hundred fifty-five millimeter ammunition surge rate. You can replace that two hundred forty. So it will take you. For the first one, it would take you 10 years to get that inventory back up. For the second one, it would take you five years. So right here, 100 precision munition, 155-millimeter caliber, Excalibur, uh, we gave 5,200 to Ukraine, and we can only make 1,000 a year. So it takes five years to replace that. The Excalibur surged, uh, 5,200 given to Ukraine, t- takes two years to replace that. The Javelin missiles gave 8,500 to the uh, Ukraine. We can only make a thousand, eight years and a half to replace that. Javelin Surge, 8,500 we gave. 21, it'll take uh, four years to replace that. that. So we got we to gotta update all this to for Israel, and that's right. that's being hidden. It's being hidden away and it's not reported on, but effectively the United States and Israel are not in this position to fight these attrition-type wars against the Houthis, Hamas, Hezbollah. Hezbollah still has probably 120,000 rockets and missiles left, and they want to. They most of them are short range, so they can hit Haifa. They can hit uh, uh, sort of the. They can't. Most of them can't hit Tel Aviv, so but some of many of them can. So the thing I'm kind of waiting for is tell uh, the leveling of Tel Aviv. That's going to be a big moment. Now the Man, Israelis uh, want to try to push the Hezbollah back because they're they're there at the border with, within range with these missiles, and the only way for the, to that to happen is to take their inferior forces. And I'm going to sh- sh- demonstrate to you, based on the Hamas uh, evidence, how inferior the IDF is as a fighting force. So they're they're in hu- huge trouble. That's why I call it the point of the spear. This is the the big opportunity in the world for all this this uh, Zionist fever to, to break, be broken. Um, yeah, I mean, the, the, it seems to me the Zionists have incredibly overextended and the world is waking up. Uh, your thoughts, Zach, and any questions for Russ? Yeah, um, Russ, I'm, I'm curious. How do you keep so up to date with, uh, with these statistics and what's going on so well? Oh, if you... People can go to my Twitter account, and you can pop through some of my fo- the people I'm following. So it's kind of a cadre of different sources, including including uh, Middle Eastern sources. So you know, I don't just follow the New York slimes. Yeah, well, it's really impressive that you're able to uh, get this together so quickly as well. And you know, one thing that's kind of interesting is the militias the uh, in Gaza have put have put a lot of footage up. And we talked before, I think, in our last show with James Fetzer, we got into a little bit of the tactical stuff. And the and the my theory is that probably there's originally thirty thousand Hamas. I'm guessing they probably lost ten thousand, you know, KIA and wounded. And if you're wounded in Gaza, you're in trouble. But I also believe that there's nearly eight or nine hundred thousand fighting age men, just civilians in Gaza. And I'm pretty convinced that the losses that Hamas has had before have been replaced and more. And they fight with small small squad tactics. So they don't need a big force to really create hell for the Israelis. 
Shall we have some fun with some of the footage? Sure, absolutely. Um, let's see, which one would you like me to play? Uh, let's see, where am I? Oh, the um, the Is Israel continues its unabated genocide article. Okay, I have that one up. Okay, I, that's so disgusting. I mean, t the, the, they're murdering innocent children, and then these psychopaths, these subhuman psychopaths, are cheering them on. Uh, and and the, a low life's like this a cretin this this evangelical zionist christian the head of the house this mike mike uh mike robinson i think his name is what a piece just, of shit yeah. they're all just traitors yeah zog total zog. zog so the article starts out israel continues doing what it does best slaughtering civilians so they're up to about about 25,000 uh, uh civilians killed in gaza plus another 7,000 that are likely dead under the rubber rubble so we're probably talking 32,000 dead, 70,000 wounded, and most of those will probably die because you don't have medical care. There's been some reports of 14 deaths by starvation. I kind of thought the starvation might start a little sooner, like back around Christmas, but somehow they must be getting a hold of some minimal food. And it's probably being shipped in some, you know, in tunnels from the other Arab countries. Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, so there's a there's the truth from the New York Slimes. I mean, in this article, I'm referring to them as the New York Times because they're reporting on the indiscriminate and genocidal use of the 2,000 pound bomb in Gaza. So you see the map that they wrote, put out. Yep, there it is, right there. Let's let's see if I can make it any bigger. That's oh, the same size. But um, yeah, man, look at, I mean, look at that. The, every red dot is where they dropped a 2,000 ton bomb. It, I mean, yeah, and I'm, I'm putting this up, you know, go to my side and get educated on this stuff because this, this, is, this is what we need to do. We, we need to, you know, direct people to reality checks. You know, how many, did you know that the New York Slimes, for instance, sir, you know, to the normie, you know, I don't think it does any good with Zionists, but to the normie. Right. Uh, you, do you have any idea how many 2,000-pound bombs have been dropped on Gaza and who supplies the 2,000-pound bombs and what 2,000-pound bombs do? Le you know, leave the crater a crater the size of a football field and cause damage 3,000 feet away. So this one article from the New York Times, which is a mainstream source, is powerful. It just, it just kills the whole argument of... of uh, human shields and all all the nonsensical lies that the zios have thrown out there over the last three months exactly right yeah and and russ if you think about it to me and then we'll get zach to comment and see if he has any questions for you but if you think about it there's two americas right now there's the mass of real decent citizens like the three of us and even though you're an expat you're still an american born here and and then there's this this satanic malignant overlay that controls the government, controls the Pentagon, controls banking, controls academia, controls most religions that that um, is literally, uh, you know, Luciferian in its objection to create the one world religion of Satanism, the one world government out of Tel Aviv. 
and with the backing of the Rothschild uh, banking cabal and and this whole World Economic Forum where they crow and brag about we've infiltrated all the governments with our young leader program. In fact, we'll talk about that later. I want to get your thoughts, both you guys, on uh, it's, it seems World Economic Forum is becoming expe- increasingly exposed and irrelevant. But, you know, when, when, when Iran, when... Um, uh, 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 Houthis call us the great Satan. We we, we aren't, but the, the the parasite, the cancerous parasites that control this government and control this monstrous uh, uh, army and, and and defense. It's not even defense; it's war department. Um, they're right. I mean, that that those are all American bombs. That was a long way of saying that the U.S. is giving Israel all those two thousand ton bunker buster bombs the israel's not making yeah just them. that just that one article alone showed shown to people and discussed you know make people recognize this right and i i use mainstream whenever i get a chance i will use a mainstream publication because i know what idiots Smart. a lot of people yeah. are you know they just don't really but it seems like this stuff is finally coming out i noticed that pierce morgan the other other day i kind of ranted against israel so they're really on the run. Uh, I don't know what the internal dynamics are. They've, if, but they've already created a genocide and displaced a bunch of people. So okay, let's go to the let's go to the combat footage, the first clip down there under the. Well, let's let me let Zach okay. jump in. And Zach, you're a young guy, an American, and and what is it? What is it? How do you feel when you see that every one of those bombs is killing babies, killing children, possibly destroying hospitals, destroying schools? I mean, uh, is that one of the reasons, you, as such a young guy, you came to the the the, uh, the Nationalist Front? And how does it make you feel as as a young twenty something? Yeah, I mean, well, it was certainly shocking at first, uh, learning a lot of these facts. Um, typically learning things historically that they were doing. Uh, now, when I see things like this, unfortunately, I've, I've almost become numb to it because uh, it's oh, just yeah. so typical of their behavior. Uh, it, it's almost expected from them. Uh, but I, I do agree with Russ that this is a, a really good point to use on that mass of people that is very ununderstanding of what's going on. Uh, you can kind of um, give them that e- emotional piece and uh, and show them like, look, you know how, how many people are dying. How serious something like this is. A lot of people will will feel for that. Yeah, and a lot of people have. You know, it's a very there's a very yeah, yeah. very large uh, anti genocide movement around the world. Mm-hmm. But we need to be part of it. You know, our without a doubt, our uh, movement or whatever you want to call us needs to really zero zero in on this stuff. Uh, well, that's that's what. I bring it up every every show, Russ. Yeah. and I know you're doing it daily. And Zach covers all this stuff, and 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 it is. It's really crazy how, and it's kind of sad though if you think about how many people do get numb to this stuff so quick, right? I mean, until you know it becomes a true World War Three hot war. There, you know, we used to have geographic protection, but that is not going to be the case anymore with the level of weapons. Well, there's, but there's hope. You know, there's hope that this that the Israelis are going to lose this war and lose take tremendous losses. They're 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 well, underreporting their casualties. They're underreporting right. their wounded. They're underreporting their economic losses. They're they're. Right. Uh, they cannot go to war with Hezbollah. 
Well, if you put one plus one together to get two, Russ, in the first uh, 30 minutes, you've pointed out that the U.S. is um, really low on munitions. The U.S., and we didn't talk about this yet, but the U.S. is, is, is also uh, trying to puff out its chest in in the in the China uh, realm in the, in the South China Sea and everything and the U.S. cannot fight a two front war and so the the idea Israel always thought well we, we've got our our giant golem uh, the United States military to back us up with whatever but but Russia China Iran they're not afraid of the U.S. military because if if we as civilians can do the math and see how low the munitions are getting and how they're brought in all these trannies and faggots into the uh, military who, who will buckle under the pressure of real warfare. And so they, they don't fear us. And so I think that Israel is in a really bad place and, and good, good. I'd like to see them wiped out completely. And so uh, it's fascinating. I'll turn it over to both of you guys for your thoughts. Well, I, I thought uh, on Israel, they, they have as much to write of it exist as the French Algerian colony in the 1950s. <laughs> that's right. About, exactly that's, about the, right. that's about the equality. So this idea that Israel has a right to exist, uh, the Hezbollah leader has basically put it to them that start packing your bags and leaving. You know, Use your dual citizenship. Go to Europe. Go, to, go back to Brooklyn. You know, all the places that you came from before you stole the Palestinians' land. Yeah. And he's just put it out there. There's, there's, a, there's, a, there's a mutual ethnic cleansing going on. This, this is heavy-duty stuff. This is not lightweight struggle. Clearly, the uh, Israelis have an objective of genocide and certainly ethnic cleansing when, they're, when, there's, pro- when there's a halt called to this genocide at some point. And meanwhile, you mentioned the Russians. You don't think the Russians, the Chinese, don't know the, they don't have good intel on the munitions, don't know. Exactly. They don't. You don't think no, everybody doesn't know how many uh, Iron Dome missiles are left. Yeah. So it's just like tick, 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 tick. So to give anybody, everybody a little bit of hope, let's look at this video of the uh, militia popping up in Gaza City. Now, the lately the latest lie is that the IDF has secured northern Gaza. You know, we've got it secured. They don't have it secured. Their, their lines yeah, we, are stretched. Which one, which one am I playing here, Russ? In the article right below the uh, the New York Post piece. Uh, okay, in here. Oh, oh, you mean in your the the, the uh, queue up list you gave me? Yeah, in the article, in my main article, the Israel, Israel continues unabated genocide. We're gonna run through. We're gonna run through some clips. Okay, here it is. Okay, I got you. So the Israelis have rotated five brigades and Division Thirty Six out because they've been hammered, and you know it's exhausting fighting for three months in rubble. So they've they've rotated them out, possibly in reserve for the Hezbollah front. So it's thinned thinned everything out, and these uh, militia are just popping up all over the place. They did so earlier in the week. In Gaza, here's the here's a clip from that. So this is the one with the foot on yeah, the step. Yeah. That's, okay. They're using RPGs. Right. Look how brave these guys are. Look how courageous they are. Yalla, <laughs> tukam. 
How do you defend them against that? You, got, you know, you got to have your perimeter covered. They're not covering their perimeters. Right. They're just out in the open, you know. They just sneak up on them and ambush them. IDF has a very good e medical evac system, so they're saving a lot of these guys' lives, but they're just piling up the uh, you know, paraplegics and cripples and right. disabled soldiers. So let me ask you, Russ, what, did, what is your takeaway uh, in the, a couple of days ago? It was announced that Iran struck Israeli sites in Pakistan and one other uh, unexpected country. Uh, so, uh, have you looked into that? Well, that was that the Pakistan thing was twisted around to say that they were attacking Pakistan, and that's another lie. They're essentially going after. Uh, there's a section of Pakistan because it's wild country. Everybody knows that. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, where the anti-Iranian operations were operating from, and Iran, Iran's picked up their game, you know, because they realize they're vulnerable. Right, right. And the same with Kurdistan. Kurdistan tends to be pro-Zionist, the Kurds, in northern Iraq. Right. 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 So next uh, clip, uh, what do we got? We got. Oh, uh, this is, uh, it's it's a green screen. Yeah, let's just watch that. Okay. And feel free to pause and <laughs> comment on this stuff. I'd like to get your guys' thoughts on it. Yep, go ghost. How close he is. Look at the look at the rubble. Look at the rubble that they've turned. Yeah, 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 yeah. Now that's backfired on them because there's all kinds of firing oh, platforms. Yeah. Well, I'd l I'm pausing it for a second and then get Zach's thoughts. My thoughts are this is absolute in inhuman satanic genocide of the native people, right? The the the, the modern white Jew. Uh, has no claim to this land. They're a demented, subhuman death cult that rapes little girls, this Talmudic uh, Babylonian uh, Zionist types. And, and for... Uh, uh, it's just beyond disgusting to me to look at that. And uh, go, go Hamas, go... Uh, and what's really funny is Hezbollah hasn't even gotten involved yet. And the last two times... Israel attacked Hezbollah. They got their asses kicked, and now Israel weakened. I think you, when you mentioned a few moments ago, Russ, Hezbollah leader said you better start packing your bags because when we get involved, it's, you're, you're done. And so good, good for them, man. I, I, I am so disgusted by the Jew. I can't even. I think I make my point pretty regularly, but <laughs> go ahead, Zach. Your thoughts. 
I mean, it, it is uh, it is repulsive, and it's again, it's the cycle. Uh, this is this is consistently what they do. Uh, going back, Russ, to what you said earlier, uh, this whole Israel has a right to defend itself or, or exist. These these uh, catchphrases. They're always on this yeah. um, defensive verbally while they're at- attacking physically. I mean, again, we go all the way back to the Book of Esther and what they did to Persia, right? They, they slaughtered 75,000 Persians uh, back in ancient Persia, and today they say it was in self-defense. And if, if right, we allow them exactly. to control the narrative here, they're going to say the same thing that they're doing here was in self-defense. And Russ and and and, and Zach, let me. The, the most outrageous thing of that little uh, sluttish curry monkey Nimrata uh, Rydakaka, who changed her name to uh, Nikki Haley, said in in one of the early debates was, uh, "Israel doesn't need America, but America needs Israel." I mean, how can you make a statement like that? What does that even mean? It's so absurd. And 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 what what did you guys think of of her saying that? Russ first, then Zach. Well, Israel's running amok. It's taking the United States down with it, right? So that I don't, I just don't think the United States is going to come out of this clean out of this clean. There's probably going to be some ships sunk, or you know, if it goes to the next stage where you have st- you know, state actors, you know, for instance, Egypt, Israel's Israel's really aggressive. They're just pushing right. all the wrong buttons. They move right down to the border and tr- kind of trying to secure more border areas. You want right. to move up into Lebanon, secure a buffer, uh, Syria, on and on, on and on and on. And uh, they don't have they don't they don't have the army to do it. It's not 1973. Good point. They, Great you know, point. So Zach, what did you think of of the little sluttish curry monkey statement? America. Israel doesn't need America, but America needs Israel. That's just so absurd. Yeah, it absolutely is absurd because without America's power and force, uh, Israel wouldn't exist today. You know, they they had to get us involved in a in a lot of their their conflicts in order to get their state of Israel even to to become a thing on paper. Yep. Right. Yep. Exactly. Absolutely. That's the key point. And uh, how long do we want to play this game? Let's end it. I mean, the only way that Israel could could survive is to really be pretty as peaceful as possible, and they've been completely the opposite. Right. Right. Yeah. 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 I mean, Netanyahu is a psychopath, and the funny thing is, is there's a lot of Jews. You guys probably saw it the last few months in the tens of thousands knocking on a hundred thousand that are protesting out his outside his residence. I mean, there's a lot yeah, but of they're pro- they're protesting are. the other things. They're protesting his personality and sort of his attacks on so-called democracy there. They're not really, they're really just mostly whining about the hostages. They've probably mostly been killed already by Israeli bombing. Friendly fire, right? Yeah. yeah. 2000 pound bombs. So, you know, what are you doing to stop the war? That's what really disgusts me. There's no anti-war right. movement. There is in the United States. It's just kind of underreported. But something right. I wanted to mention something else that's kind of nasty about this. Uh, the re- the rhetoric or the narrative of part of the arm the anti-war movement, particularly on the left, is that this is white supremacy. <laughs> trying to That's yeah, so they're trying absurd. to they're trying to uh, lump white people in general in on this genocide, and there's a little bit of truth to it because you got the evangelicals and the Zionists that are on board, so it's not like white people have a complete 
clean slate. So it gets kind of complicated. You follow? It's very, yeah, it's very I mean, subtle. Very, it's very subtle. It, yeah, it's hard, it's yeah, hard to that, dissect. That's why I'm asking you big brains to react to that. <laughs> well, what's really interesting is, you know, you take a guy like we've had him on the show before, both our shows, Zach and I, Ayo Kamate, and he talks about, I used to think oh, it was just all white people. And then uh, because of personal experiences, he, he got to change the, 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 the focus on his lens perception of reality and he suddenly could see the difference between white people and jews who have look like chameleon whites but they're 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 certainly not white so but unfortunately a lot of blacks still think it's just all white people a lot of uh uh uh, people of color all around the world think it's just white people and that's the greatest challenge to us as white people who say we got nothing to do with these subhuman satanic jews they're doing it not us and so, and I'll turn it over to Zach for his thoughts. But Zach, how do we get more more low impulse blacks and more low impulse mestizo Indians and more low impulse uh, seventy IQ Muslims to uh, be able to differentiate that we have nothing to do with this? This is all the Jew baby. So how do we do that, Zach? Yeah, well, I I love this topic. Uh, this is something I, I talk about very often on on my show. Uh, you know, when did we become white people? Right. This was uh, not long ago that we started calling ourselves under this label. Uh, you used to sign a, a consensus in the United States 30, 40 years ago. You didn't sign yourself off as white. You were you were Caucasian. Right. right. Or you were European. Yeah, yeah. Uh, now we sign right. ourselves off as white. And I think this is deliberate. I think Jews in, uh, put this into our system so that they can label themselves as white. A, a great example uh, would be this disgusting, repulsive Jew. His name is Michael Kimmel. He describes himself as a mm. male feminist, okay? And he goes on TED God. Talks and describes himself as a straight white male for the subversive purpose to stand on the stage and portray, you know, oh, I, I experienced white supremacy. I am I am a, you know, I, I lived it and I, I had that uh, that white privilege. And now I want to apologize to you colored people. And it, it lifts them up on a pedestal above us and uh, enforces that narrative that somehow, in some way, I, and again, I, I'd love to see it because uh, I don't, I don't know anybody that that experiences this white privilege thing. Uh, I sure, I sure didn't get any uh, <laughs> any breadcrumbs of it. But uh, yeah, th- they either, need to yeah. enforce that narrative, and and uh, this is why I think we need to differentiate ourselves from calling us ourselves white uh, because it's just a, a physical descriptor um, for a, a much higher concept. Well, the th- the thing is too that the. The silence about this genocide, anybody that's being silent about this genocide is reinforcing that white people are involved behind it. Yeah. That's because the United States government is given the 2,000-pound bombs. The United States government and this Congress is supposedly elected by the American people, and the majority of the American people still are whites. And, you know, that's may not be the true in a few years, but right as it is right now, so it's guilt by association. And so if you're not sta- if you're not actually screaming from the rooftops about this genocide, then it just re- it just reinforces this narrative by being silent. Great points from both of you guys. You want to go back and watch the rest of the war footage? Yeah, you, are you having fun with it? I am. <laughs> I, uh, I, I'm a... Uh, I mean, up to now, it's not American thing, Phil. 
called, so that's yeah, probably when that happened. Laughed, but. blown up. I mean, let's face it, it's... it's now look how they fire. See, they, they don't go up to the windows of the door. The whole, country, the whole city's ruined. They got all these little firing platforms everywhere. I mean, it's the perfect layout for the worker. Yeah, it's just crazy to have leveled this city. Just absolutely nuts. Yeah. It's evil. It's, it's not crazy. It's, it, evil. it's evil, but it, does, it shows that these Israelis must have like 92 IQs. <laughs> really overrated. I agree. Whoa, totally agree. Gone. Tank comes back at him. You gotta duck and get out of the way. Yeah, yeah, right. See all the shit, you know, shrapnel coming yeah, back? Right back at him, yeah. Now, this is what the Israelis do. They're always sitting around in windows like this. They're not very well. Guys, moving a pretty good clip. Right? That doesn't stop. <laughs> stop it! Get it! Wow. Captured gear. Wow. Now let me see if there's anything else really watch watching. We. So. Yeah, I think this is. Look at one more. There's. You see the guy. This guy here. See the POV from inside. From the inside, Cactus Jack. Down below a little bit. Oh, right here. Okay, so we watch that one. Yeah, and what this guy does good work too. That who analyzes the. You, we played him a month or two ago. That guy's a sharp guy. The the American. Greg yeah, we Stoker. could we could watch him again. Your well, call. well, let's do the POV one first. All right. Now, what I'm saying here is that to our, to my eye, the IDF has too much downtime, engages in excessive smoking and joking, a TikTok time. Uh huh. Uh huh. You know, they got, you're going up okay. against some serious foes, and yeah. and and I, I think because they're consider themselves smart and the chosen people, they think that they can sit around yeah. in their tanks and smoke and joke, and that they're fighting inferior forces, and that's a mistake. Uh, big, and I wouldn't be surprised if they're going back for retraining and getting some reality checks. You know, I, I can't believe the Israeli military is that bad where they wouldn't be showing this stuff to them and saying, you know, come on, you got to be, you got to be guarding your perimeter, you got to be checking things out. You can't just park your fucking tank 
right there on the street and have a smoking and joke stack session. So let's see what happened to these smoking, smoking and jokers in this uh, bottom right. click. There's the take. Holy cow. <laughs> now, obviously, what happened is they went over to the tank and recovered this guy's uh, cell phone that he's recording. By. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. After they uh, blew it up. Proof, you know, proof, of, proof of death. Yeah, yeah. Proof of death reaction because it's really powerful propaganda. Wow. This is unbelievable, man. And the fact that because the, the these cancerous kikes have dr- have taken over the U.S. in the last 120 years, that we're sucked into all this, and we, we have become the great Satan. The only Satan is the children of Satan, the Jew, and yet we're get we're we're stained by the same blood. It makes me sick. All right. So oh, yeah. Let's just go over this yeah. Let's do the IDF combat footage just to kind of show some contrast. Okay. Is that? Uh, uh, right here? Yeah, right below the last uh, one. Okay, oh, okay, right here. Urban combat in the guy. In contrast, the Hamas or the militias are very calculating and very careful with the rounds. Great point. Around get in skedaddle ambushes. This is very inferior type stuff. And this Greg Stoker, he really makes this. Shooting at nothing. That's good. The main part is that going into that shooting at the walls. You know, how many friendly fire ricochet rounds do these guys get? That's your fucking that's your fucking propaganda. Well, listen to this. You guys are net. That's incredible. Well, I mean, this kind of analyze this scene here where they play in the music and the kind of, I don't know what the music is, but it's just, it just seemed like they're on meth, meth heads. Yeah, yeah, right. I was going to say it's, it's like they're uh, at a rave or something. Yeah, it <laughs> makes no sense. All right. <laughs> 
crazy motherfuckers. Get some! Get some! Get some! That's all United States provided equipment. It's like they got fireworks money. Get your kids on the 4th of July. Totally undisciplined. Look! Look at us. We're here we've got this wrecked city to, you know, toy around in, being completely self, you know, unaware of uh, the dangers. Going out there firing randomly out there on that field or at those buildings. You don't think that's not going to invite an ambush? Oh, exactly. I mean, there, you know, things that I notice, and I'll turn it over to Zach for his thoughts. Is uh, they're all standing around, right? Whereas the um, the uh, Hamas freedom fighters were in one or two, and really operating effective guerrilla techniques, using the cover, sneaking right up, firing, and getting the hell out of there. Where all the Jews are wearing all the American-made, heavy-duty, state-of-the-art equipment. You know, one guy's firing in the walls, and six guys are standing there. It looked like it, it, when he grew up in Milwaukee. Uh, watching the public workers, the, the DPW, the Department <laughs> of uh, uh, Damn Poor Workers, one guy's filling the, the whole pothole and six are watching him. I mean, that's just what we saw there. I mean, incredibly ineffective. They're goofy. And, man, that was very Yeah, enjoyable. sort of like how, how many Israelis does it take to screw in a light bulb? <laughs> one to hold the light bulb and six to, to rotate the chair. <laughs> <laughs> That's really good. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I wouldn't be standing around watching some madman just firing at ghosts. Well, especially when you know they they could be anywhere because you blew up the whole city, so there's no there anything could be a, a possible uh, uh, effective uh, countermeasure uh, location. So, Zach, your thoughts on watching the the boobs in the IDF uh, shoot walls? Yeah, I mean they're they're uh, they're just sitting ducks, uh, especially those guys sitting in the background watching. Uh, they're they're like inviting an explosive, a hand grenade, something like that, to come in, and and they're gone. Yeah, man, it's it's pretty crazy. So, Russ, what's your take? I mean, I think Israel's losing this. What is your take on it? Well, when Hezbollah comes in, they'll it'll be more apparent. The uh, their losses will really start to mount. Uh, they'll use up the rest of their weaponry. The United States is going to have a hard time not only bringing their own troops in. I mean, what, what's the United States going to do with Houthis? Attack the mountains right. like but like it's Iwo Jima or something? Send a bunch of Marines yeah, in there? Exactly, yeah. And and how's this going to go over when American boys start uh, dying? Now, I, I probably, I'm guessing the Americans have more elite troops than the Israelis. Oh, without a doubt. Of course they do, yeah. But how well armed are they, and how long can they fight? And why would you want to sacrifice our elite, you know, Rangers, uh, SEALs, Special Forces, Green Berets, and a losing effort when, you know, we're at risk because of the reckless policies of having to engage China and engage Russia 
at any moment. I mean, why do you want to waste your best people to to try and 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 they're throwing them into the meat grinder? Yeah, you know, and and Iran is not Iraq. And, you know, the whole Iraq war, people kind of think that that's the invincibility of the United States. But they managed to get a half a million troops when they had a big army. Half a million troops mobilized for that campaign. And it was fought on the desert with tanks, artillery. Right. This is a completely, this is asymmetrical warfare. And uh, in Iran, it's very mountainous. And I'm I'm convinced the Russians have armed secretly armed these countries to the teeth. Well, it would make sense, right? Absolutely. The other thing that's interesting about Iran, which is formerly known as Persia, uh, the legendary Jim Fesser likes to say that uh, they've never uh, pro- uh, invaded another country since before the United States signed its uh, Declaration of Independence and and ratified its constitution. So you're talking about two centuries of a country that's had its its ability to uh, defend itself thanks to its mountains and thanks to its uh, its guile and, and use of technology. And, and to me, if you don't think that Iran has been seeing this day coming for, for oh, decades yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and has uh, prepared for it, I, you gotta not, you're a fool if you don't yep. think that. Oh, yeah. Can, yeah. Yep. So we, we got a break coming up or – yeah, we can take a break. Let's. Uh, I, uh, I thought we might um, look at Greg Stoker's comments since you, he seems to be pretty popular. He seems to be a guy uh, the, outspoken the, on some important stuff. Yeah, let's watch him. Uh, any, any, uh, Zach, any observations of the last uh, few minutes before we go to Greg Stoker? No, I'm, I'm following along just fine. Uh, it's uh, it's very interesting to to watch the updates. And haul ass because uh, you'll get a bomb dropped on you. Take out a guy, maybe two. And then just run. That's what you have to do. And that's what they're doing. And it's because they're disciplined, legitimate military combatants. And they know how to fight. And on the other hand, we have this giant TikTok army that's putting out fake combat footage. And it's like, bro, your entire military is CNN Clarissa Ward status. And in spite of what they present on their totally cringeworthy social media platform, dancing and stuff, they're terrified. They're absolutely terrified because they're getting sniper operationed into oblivion. And there's nothing more demoralizing than taking sniper fire because you're just on patrol. And then out of nowhere, your friend just gets shot through the throat and bleeds out, choking on his own blood. And you try to engage the enemy, return fire. But uh, the sniper is already displaced. They're gone. So you're just left with the body and everything else. And I'm in the telegram channels. I'm watching the footage. This is what's happening all day every day in Gaza. And the IDF is making some incredibly bold claims like Hamas has been completely dismantled in northern Gaza. I'm trying to keep this video short, so I'll just say, uh, no, they're not. So on the most basic level, you cannot dismantle Hamas if you cannot engage Hamas because they will not engage you. Again, because they do not have air superiority, so they will not get stuck in. One shot, two shots, three shots maybe, and then haul displays and that's why y'all are fighting ghosts and you're scared and hamas is emasculating the fuck out of you which is why we're seeing this 
Because you cannot effectively engage valid military targets, you're running a retaliatory and punitive campaign of sexual humiliation against the men of the civilian pop. Like, we already know y'all are a bunch of rape-obsessed little pervs. You can't stop talking about it. Can't stop talking about it. Yeah, you're sexually humiliating civilian men because you're getting emasculated on the battlefield. Which, of course, is easy to do when you're all a bunch of Clarissa Little Wards. Yeah! Because as it turns out, toxic rave bros have a very fragile sense of their own masculinity. So you uh, trying to shame Palestinian men really isn't going to work out the way you think it's going to work out. But, you know, party on, bro. Party on into the black hole of pariah statehood. <laughs> that guy is sharp. So, uh, your take on that, Russ? Yeah, it speaks for itself. It's kind of... Uh... It speaks for itself reinforces it well i mean uh clearly there's one side the evil invader which is the israeli and one side the native palestinian who uh most of the world is rooting for i mean who is really rooting for uh israel uh just the evangelical batshit crazy zionist christians the jews themselves and the globalist types in Davos right now. So is, do you, can you think of it? Oh, and the Germans. The Germans are, are such a broken race. A lot of Germans are rooting for Israel now, which makes absolutely no sense. I don't know that anybody's rooting for them. They're basically, a lot of people are still silent. Because, there's, you know, there's a lot of intimidation. You know, there's a lot of compromise. There's a lot of uh, bullshit that they pull, t- attacking individual uh, people. But uh, right now, right now, there's probably some safety in numbers for people like us. <laughs> it's time. It's time to come out of your hole. Get in, get engaged. Yeah, but do, yeah, but do it right. Probably- do it right. I mean, be, you got to be kind of careful. You know, I've said that before. Uh, the, the messaging. I I think there's a lot of messaging just in this show with some of these items. Without a doubt. And uh, what's interesting is, what's your take first, Russ, then Zach, for this guy, Stu Peters, who was a, a, a white rapper, a wigger, then he became a bounty hunter, and all of a sudden he's got this giant media operation, and all of a sudden he's he, he whoever is backing him and giving him his marching orders has said, now, Stu, you take on the Jew. And which is astounding to me that this guy would go there. And so uh, I, I'll share my opinion after you guys share yours. Go ahead, Russ. You know, I just thoughts? I think he's pretty good from what I've heard. I don't know what he was like before. So I'll defer to you. What do you think? Well, he, he go ahead, Zach. Your thoughts on Stu Peter. Well, have you actually seen his uh, recent interview with Brother Nathaniel? No, I haven't watched it yet. That one's uh, it's pretty interesting because well, brother Nathaniel's making a comeback. Yeah, yeah, he yeah. Has he's been. back on rents. He's 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 on Alex Jones. So, so the 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 uh, well, where I'm going with this is all of a sudden the the psyop powers that be have figured out that it's time to unleash the hordes of Jew haters, right? So what do you think this is uh this is desperation or is it some master stroke that's going to get them their hate laws what what, what do you think Russ Oh uh, yeah you're probably right on the second point because I can't it's pretty much uncensored you know Robert and I Robert Phoenix and I were talk looking over the uh, the what I what he said was an artificial intelligence attack on uh, 
Uh, Gavin McGinnis. Oh, yeah, yeah, that was funny. I was looking at that earlier. And I was going through the comments, and I tell you what, that stuff is pretty good. It's pretty, it's kind of mean spirited, but it's pretty funny. And I, I have a question about artificial intelligence. Educate me on that. How, how, how the hell do you create that kind of a good artificial intelligence that really has a sting like that? That's a great, great question. Well, first, let's talk about Ga- Gavin McGinnis. Let's go, th- go, go, go through some of the comments just so people can know what we're talking about. Okay, so I put it up. Gavin McGinnis uh, posted on his blue checkmarked uh, Twitter X site uh, that uh, he said, uh, I warned you fuckers to stop doing this. From now on, posting something like this will not only get you blocked, I will consider legal action. Don't test me. So Gavin McGinnis is is a, a complete fraud. He's a homosexual who suddenly became the leader of the Proud Boys, which is a psyop to, to, to take away from the legitimacy of real white men banding together, right? So the Proud Boys is this homo McGinnis, the, the, uh, a beaner, some other dude. They're all, they're all, none of them are white, but they're all, they're all, uh, uh, you know, white supremacists. It, it, it's unbelievable. Is this, is this part so, of re- so, Rebel Media or Rebel News? Is that what it is? Or how, uh, how did he get such a big platform? Well, because he was the leader of the Proud Boys. And the Proud Boys are this ph- phony, uh, uh, like, white male organization that suddenly came out of nowhere. And it's a total, he's a total fraud. He's a homosexual. He's not, uh, he, he's not in any way a leader of real white men. And so, and so what the AI did is they, they uh, or else it's just really good Photoshopping. Of they they took him and made him look like a a a, 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 a Chabad Lubavitch uh, Hasidic Jew. Yeah, they're they're, they're, they're kind of going at the worldview of the of the opposition to this guy. And just look at the just look how creative the artificial intelligence is on this attack. Just one, yeah. just tremendous memes. It was just unbelievable. The comments are just brilliant. No, I don't. I just don't see any real people being able to pull this off. <laughs> so, the, the, so for the radio side, there's a great one with DJ Race Mixer, which is <laughs> uh, dressed like a Jew doing a. And then there's Doctor Phil saying you dropped this, and it's a meanie beanie uh, uh, with the star Remfem star of David on it. And look at and look and, at the imagery. Uh, so- look at the imagery. Very, anti, very, said, very clearly, very anti-Semitic. This is anti-Semitic imagery, without a doubt. Gavin McGinnis, cry harder. So what you're saying is shut it down. <laughs> yeah, Just I'm going to sue. And story. when he said I'm going to sue you, or have a lawsuit, that really triggered the AI. And oh, and, yeah. and maybe there's some real people in there. I'm just throwing it out there to you guys. I don't know that much about AI. What do you What do you think, Zach? What's going on here? Yeah. So a lot of these are. Um, there's like platforms where now I don't, I'm not super tech savvy, so I don't know exactly how they do it, but uh, these guys have platforms where you can type into, uh, I think it's chat GTP or one of them. And you can uh, tell it to, to generate an image of something. So they'll say like generate, like they'll just type into the AI and say, generate an image of Gavin McGinnis. Look, that looks like a rabbi. And then the AI will somehow, generate this image and then these guys are just bombarding his posts with these images but doesn't ai have to have some kind of like a worldview or some kind of a of a 
position on things, how the world works. It can just do it well, out of thin air. The deal. It's it's heuristic learning, Russ. So they've created this this I don't even the, the this chat GPT was released, right? There's two kinds of chat GPTs. There's the ones that's censored and then clever clever programmers broke chat GPT out and, and now there's uncensored versions of chat GPT. So before, if you go to like the chat GPT associated with Bing or Google or any of the giant search engines and you were to put in, make Gavin uh, McGinnis look like an evil Chabad uh, Lubavitch, they would tell you it can't do it, right? But now there's broken out AI. So the more people uh, use these things, the more it learns, right? Right. And the key, I was talking to Nick of Night Nation Review and talking to Flood because those guys are pretty expert at that stuff. The key is the more detail you can give to chat GPT in the description, the more you'll get realistic stuff like that. So if you were to take all the content of Winter Watch <laughs> and plug it into the computer, it would generate some pretty incredible stuff, wouldn't it? Yeah, it would. From a, from a perspective, from a worldview. Yep, for sure. Maybe not like this. I mean, look, there's the there's the mattress. Goes, you yep, know, yep. So everybody's making a big deal of the of the mattress. It picked the AI picked up on that. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yep, yep. Well, here I, I I've got the, the let me find uh, I got a, a really good one of the AI with the mattresses. That's really good. Uh, let's see uh, if I can find it real cool. Here it is. Uh, let me open with. So there's they use yeah. the stained mattresses to make a menorah. I mean that's just brilliant. Look at that. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think I don't think a person did that. No, no, that's that's the AI did that. For it's you. A, it's just like it's it's almost kind of like pulling back the curtain, the man behind the curtain being exposed. I, I thought it was brilliant. So did Robert Phoenix and I. We were just talking about this, just shaking our head about how brilliant the uh, co the commentary was. Yep. And yeah. and Gavin McG McGinnis didn't know what hit him. I mean, I would not. I mean, I would not want to be subjected to an AI attack. Who would? Well, it's not just AI; it's troll trolling, right, Zach? I mean, these guys are are putting up these images are basically real people, yeah. And uh, and and they're just trolling the shit out of them because, like, I like this one. Look at this one where he's like uh, the happy merchant <laughs> at, uh, uh, with the nose and and rubbing his hands for the gold, but with that Scottish uh, 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 I don't even know what you call that Scottish hat, but I mean, yeah, that. And somebody told the AI to make that. That's incredibly clever. Now, this the purpose of this may ultimately just be to bring in hate speech enforcement. Look at that one. There's one of my favorites. Them. Oh, them holding the little red. This one. It's, the, uh, it's Gavin as a Hasidic Jew again. Yep. Crawling out of the uh, tunnels. <laughs> Sewer. Yep. And there he is. That's a basic one. That could have been photoshopped with that. Yeah, it looks photoshopped. Yeah. Yeah, man, that's uh, the the. Um... Well, the thing is, guys like him ask for this, you know. Uh, yeah. When when they're told time and time again, uh, they they want 
people just want them to speak the truth and uh, and talk about things that are really going on. Uh, and then they'll ignore ignore events like uh, like the tunnel event. You know, people like Gavin don't go out and speak about that. Or Gaza. Huge, yep. These are huge major news events. And uh, these guys just ignore them uh, because we know who they're beholden to. So this is a great one right here by a, a guy named Dean LaFleur. He, he made uh, an AI image of Gavin outside of Starbucks. It, like he's the ma- manager. He's even got the Starbucks green uh, uh, on. And, and the, the fellow says, Gavin McGinnis opens up a new location in New Gaza. Hope you have a thick foreskin, Gavin. You're going to need it. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, these guys are very cool. New Gaza. Yeah. New Gaza. That's what that's that's what they're hoping for. And uh uh there's this is definitely AI created right here, Russ. Well the whole idea of the con- the concrete truck is pretty creative. Yeah, yeah. You know what and why the hell did they why the hell did they fill up that those tunnels so quickly? Isn't aren't there sort of like uh building code and building construction considerations you just start pouring concrete under the city this is what, what a, a, that point that a lot of people have been making uh you know i think uh that was wednesday that we were on g-man uh where right we did the 200th episode of the sane asylum and the big floppa brought up a great point that he he, he used to be a contractor and and th- that was all for show, just pouring some concrete down it that that you couldn't fill that all in that quick. It, it, you know, you, there's a lot of considerations, especially a a hive like city like uh, Manhattan or or in this case Brooklyn rather. You can't just so that was all for show. Yeah. So that was a very like point, Russ. Yeah, it sounds like yeah. it's for yeah. show. Yeah, I think it it sets it up so that they don't have to do uh, an investigation and right. and expose what's really down there. Uh, and again, a key note is is how corrupt the New York Police Department is in favor of Jews. Again, every every single year when they do this copperot festival where they kill hundreds of thousands of chickens, the New York Police Department provides them with the traffic cones that they drain the chickens' blood out of. It, it's crazy. Yeah, yeah, that is crazy. Yeah. Yep. Hey, Night Nation Review, the mighty Nick is uh, stopped into Odyssey. Great to see you, Nick. Hope everything's going good. And uh, the other good news is uh, now streaming on Goyam TV and, and uh, tried to do that on Wednesday, and it crapped out after 10 minutes because, I guess, of that huge blizzard in the Midwest. But we're an hour and a half in, and it's still going strong. So hello to everybody at, at Goyam TV. Great to see you guys. And... Uh, and so, and and I don't know if you guys realized it, but uh, Rumble shut us down during the intro. <laughs> they, it must have been that guy talking about Aryans and all of that. That was uh, I, lo- I thought that was a good clip. All right, so uh, Russ, I, I agree with what you and Robert said, and that that is what is is the most amazing thing. And let's get both your thoughts on this. That it seems like conservative, <laughs> uh, anarchistic, uh, uh, nationalistic types are wildly creative in using memes and the the woke types the homos the trannies they they they're, they take themselves so seriously that they never put together any funny or or absolutely memes. absolutely this ai thing it seems to really be working in favor of our movement yeah i i guess you know so far as i could tell now maybe it's some kind of a 
skullduggery. I don't know, but I, I kind of enjoy it. I get it. I do too. I mean, it's you got to laugh at it, otherwise it'll make you cry. It's so evil and dark. A lot of the stuff. But Zach, what's your take on? Uh, it seems like the 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 uh, the um, the the right, the nationalistic right, the traditional right, especially the young guys in the movement are incredibly creative and, and, and super effective in memes. I've never seen one good uh, a woke tranny meme in my life they're, 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 they, they like they like to uh, th- their way of coming back is the the homo choir of san francisco did a song they thought would everybody would laugh at that is uh we're gonna we're coming for your kids and the reality is you are coming for the kids everybody, <laughs> everybody knew it and so they turned it against them right and like, right. yeah you homos are coming for the kids yeah a lot a lot of hubris a lot of hu- hubris yeah, yep, yep. So, so Zach, I mean, it, it's stunning the difference in the effectiveness of uh, of nationalist memes versus woke memes. Your thoughts? Yeah, I agree. Uh, and I think um, this is something that goes a little bit deeper as well. If you just look at the people that are on the left, uh, they're typically very dysgenic people. Uh, they're they're very odd and and out of shape. Um, with all kinds of weird mental illnesses and things like this. <laughs> uh, <laughs> for sure. Yeah. So I don't, I don't think they're, uh, they're actually capable of, of creative force. Um, I mean, look at the art that these people make uh, or what they yeah, call right. art. I, I, I don't think it actually could be appropriately yeah. described as art. That's, a, that's really a powerful point. I think that is – you talk about truth facts. That's it. Yeah, yeah. It's just That's just the nature idea. of these people. They're uh, full of themselves. They're narcissistic. Mostly, it's narcissism and, yeah. and sociopathy. Yep. Well, that would lead us right to the next one you wanted to to, to discuss, uh, Russ, which is the president. This is happening again and again. I could I, I could pull three other stories of of American uh, tranny and homo leaders who are suddenly caught with child porn and all that. But the president, let me bring it up, the president of the Canadian LGBT organization arrested on child sex abuse charges. And if that dude doesn't look like a kitty rapist, I don't know who does. I mean, that is uh, that is uh, that is a disgusting-looking uh, predatory homosexual. At least he's – and look, he's got the hard man haircut too, which is uh, – just the cherry on the Sunday. So. How about the one right above it? Uh, the Israeli troops are, stole twenty-five million in money artifacts from Palestinians. Twenty-five million. They probably sold hundreds of stolen hundreds of millions. How do, how do you right, even right. know how much stuff they've looted? Yep. Right. So so. Um... Who, what's your source for this one? Uh, oh, Gaza Media Office reports. Over ninety million shekels. Uh, wow, that's unbelievable. Well, that's, I'll tell that's you what, an understatement. Twenty-five million is low. That's that's a low number. I, I, yeah, I've seen I clips, right. I've just seen different clips of them on putting their TikToks up, stealing stuff. Wow, wow. And I don't know if you guys have seen the the new Netflix about the Nepal earthquake. Netflix. Oh, is that the one uh, that uh, was uh, produced by the Obamas? That one? No, no there's a, there's a there was an earthquake in Nepal in 2015, and I highly recommend it. But especially episode two, is it involves some Israelis that were kind of on the scene in remote uh-huh. locations, 
and you know they're just cut off because the whole country was just devastated. So it's everybody's in survival mode, and the uh, Israelis kind of circled the wagon. Really wouldn't really cooperate with anybody else, and ultimately they end up these village that they came out of. They they were kept there. The base that they use is a village way up in the Tulis in Nepal. And after the earthquake, they came back to the village, and there's like one building standing up on the hill, and the building, the, the village down below, or the town down below, was just razed to the ground. And the Israelis went down and started picking o- over stuff. First, they claimed they went down for food, which is understandable, and came across a locked box that they broke into, particularly one guy, and looted the money out of. And, and then got caught, came back up to the building up on the hill, and got caught by the locals, and it kind of created a big war in this situation between these different uh, people that were on the scene. And they were started throwing stones at the Israelis. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I don't want to be too much of a spoiler alert on it, but everybody should watch it. It's a three-episode series on Netflix. Oh, I didn't know that. So that's, uh, gee, you know, it's funny that the the Jew always like that's a stereotype, that's a trope, goyim, and yet every time they do these things, I mean, it's not a trope, it's not a stereotype, it's what you do, and it's facts. Yeah, these are Israelis, specifically Israelis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they had a GPS device. I'm not exactly sure how that those work. That they hit, they hid from everybody else, so they could communicate with the outside world, and kind of arrange for a helicopter to come in and pick them up. And fortunately, they got the rescuer with the helicopter out of Israel. Uh, kind of thought this thing through and said, "There's no way these guys are getting out out of here unless I offer help to everybody," which he did. And they basically arranged to get everybody out of the situation. But uh, no thanks to the original band of Israelis that were there. Man, that's amazing. That is really wild. So, I don't know. It's getting crazier and crazier, that's for sure. And so, uh, Russ, you've been, you've been uh, uh, you know, you, you made, before you got into uh, the media, you were involved in the whole Wall Street kosher casino thing. And so tell me why, with the the train wreck of the Biden economy and inflation, not 4%, more like 40%, how is it that the, 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 the uh, Dow Jones is so high? It's like over 37000 now. And well, like, how does it keep going there's, up? There's so much government spending. It's really a fiscal story. They've just... Pr- They've printed. They, there's not so much printing money anymore because they're kind of doing some quantitative tightening, pulling the, all the money, huge amounts of money. They're starting to pull it out of the economy, but there's still so much fiscal spending, and God knows what they're spending on. It's a lot of soft money, uh, uh-huh. and there's a, there's a lot of cheating going on among corporations. I, I saw an article that kind of talked about 50% of the profits are, is inflation gouging. You know, just a lot of that kind of stuff. A lot of games and a lot of fiscal spending. Just a lot of money. Yeah, totally. And a huge amount of debt, you know, particularly even of the middle class. Oh, great point. 
Zach, anything you'd like to bring up to discuss with uh, Russ based on today's show? No, I think uh, I think he's got pretty much everything covered in, in his field. Um, again, I, I'm not very good at staying up to date with the more modern things. I'm typically a, a reader, and I have to wait for the books to come out. <laughs> but um, yeah, I, I really appreciate how well you're able to uh, organize this and, and get it all put together so quickly. So I just want to urge everybody, uh, especially the the folks who are now seeing up my show on Goyam TV, Russ's website is phenomenal. Winterwatch.net. I start. It's one of uh, a dozen or so I read every morning, and uh, the articles are well researched. Russ is a highly intelligent, insightful fellow, and so Winterwatch.net. And uh, while I'm giving uh, recommendations, Zach, your your website at Odyssey, which is uh, Logos Revealed. You're doing phenomenal things as well, so don't forget to check out Logos Revealed as well. But, uh, Russ, so uh, um, you wrote one that's kind of interesting, um, the, uh, gamification as checking out escapism. And isn't it interesting these days how, uh, to me, it's been a psyop to uh, uh, take young people away from act, uh, organizing and, and starting to take control of their future, which looks so bleak, but instead they've got all these young people uh, hooked on games and hooked on eSports. That's the biggest joke of all. They're, they're, they're having these young goofs compete for playing these video games and they're calling it eSports, Russ. Uh, I mean, r- real sports are real sports. Games are games. There's, it's not esports. So, what what was your take when you wrote this article, Russ? Gamification. Well, exactly what you say. It's escapism and sort of designed to. Uh, and now think about the impact of artificial intelligence. You know, I I may have kind of underestimated this, but this thing with Gavin McGinnis and just reading through the comments has made me realize how powerful that is. But it can be used for the by the bad guys too. Well, you know, the, 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 the Illuminati types seem to always be three or four steps ahead of um, us, you know, as much as we try to keep a, an eye on everything. And so my question to both you and Zach, and then I'll give my observation, is uh, it seems like people have been talking about AI, AI, but this is the year they're rolling it out, starting last year, rather. This, this is the, the, the time they're rolling it out for real. And just like uh, people get desensitized watching brutal war like the, the Israelis uh, destroy and kill innocent little children, and you see these, these videos of the parents carrying the dead body of the infant and all that, it desensitizes you. And don't you think now we're seeing the mass push of AI to desensitize people to its uh, possibility to take over most components of, of uh, uh, the average normie's life? So first Rust and Zach. Yeah, I think you nailed it. It's uh, very insidious. You know, then the I don't know that the meta stuff, I don't know how big that is where you just stick a – headphone on a headset on and go into la la land drug a drug state and and who knows how much drug use is being pushed on with the stuff it's kind of escape yeah apple announced uh the 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 apple vision the the optical device i think it's like nearly two thousand dollars to buy one to wear it and all that stuff so it's like why would you spend eight well probably on sale fifteen hundred dollars to to uh, 
put something that's irradiating your frontal lobes and irradiating your eyes. It could be di- very, great- very addictive. It could addict just about everybody. I mean, I'm, not, I'm almost kind of afraid to even try something like that because you might just, you know, go down into some crevice of your brain and see all these vivid colors, you know, all these uh, just incredible sights and just sit there zombie zombify all day long. Right. You know, could, well, I mean, yeah. how, how about the next stage of pornography, for example? Yeah, yeah. Kind of bring right, it right. to a really realistic state. Huh. Oh, yeah. I mean, and who controls that, of course? Exactly. So, but, but, uh, <laughs> Zach, I mean, what, what's your take as a young guy? I mean, you've grown up your whole life with, uh, you know, uh, the these 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 realistic games like when I was a kid that we used to have these little boxes and you could play like football with a little red dot and you're controlling the the running back and it, it, it was fun but it was like not real I'd rather go I used to go out and play with my people in the neighborhood football way more fun and we used to play board games I mean I'm dating myself but what's it like to as a as a young kid to be exposed to these vivid realistic looking TV games and now as a young adult the you know you're, you a lot of these guys and girls are putting on these optical devices and getting drawn in to a rabbit hole I would never want to enter I mean it, it, why is it so compelling these young people such as your peers to do that well again it's a it's it's desensitizing uh, and it's extremely addictive uh, these games have gotten a, a, a lot more addictive, right? So back when you had this one that's just on a little box and on a little screen, it's just you knowingly, I'm, I'm doing this for my own entertainment right here by myself, right? Now video games have become so global, right? It's all about uh, being number one on the scoreboards and, and getting competitive into it, right? So now you can spend hours and hours and hours and hours on this game so that you can be the top guy in your state or in your country, uh, with right. the number one spot on the scoreboard, and then they've thrown other incentives in where uh, they run uh, like big tournaments where people actually they'll, they'll create make like, a lot of money. Yeah, so now it's uh, wow. now there's a financial incentive to spend your whole entire life playing a video game all day every day. Uh, I mean, this is a, a trap that I think almost every young man falls into at, at least briefly. Uh, I had a, a good two year period in my life where I, I spent hours and hours and hours and hours on video games. Uh, and then I came to the realization, uh, and this is a, a, a key thing even to people watching now to very much understand is, uh, again, we speak of creative energy and how we're, we're all born with this creative energy that if we use that, we can create good things in, in the world, right? Well, if you're putting all of your time and effort, that's your creative energy going into this virtual realm that turns into nothingness. It's just numbers on a screen, right? So you're actually not creating anything of value or worth. And therefore your life is by definition without purpose. And this is yet another reason why we see depression, all these things on a skyrocket is because people aren't, aren't putting true purpose into their lives. Yeah. It's it's self-absorbed behavior too, in addition to being addictive and, and narcissistic. So we get back to this whole narcissistic thing we were referring to earlier and the, uh, uh, the, what's the gray man called? Do the, the sort of the gray man meme that you see a lot. That's kind of what it reminds me of. The grit, you know, the gray guys. Oh, NPC, not it, play yeah. Control. Oh, okay. 
That was a great meme of a couple of years oh, ago. Oh, it's really true. It's really true yeah. of the world. And I, I was going to say, you know, those people don't really count. In, in terms of the, the true impact of the world, it's people like us that actually get involved with the reality of the world that, that hold the influence and the power. I, would, I don't even know, know that I'd even worry about the normies that check out on this stuff. Yeah. Because they don't really have the ability to oppose, get on board. They're just sort of gray, gray people. Well, let me have a follow-up for both of you guys to get your thoughts on as far as this gaming phenomenon and exposing kids. I mean, you've seen so many young parents now. I've seen the videos. I've seen it in real life where uh, the, the, the little three-year-old's acting up and, and here, go ahead and play games on my iPad or iPhone or Android device, right? And so what you're doing at such a young age is you're overstimulating these children. And, and so you're actually, to me, it's the equivalent of if a weightlifter only did curls his whole life, he's got these giant, giant... Uh, biceps and the rest of the body is real scrawny right and so you're literally kind of mutating these young humans with these frontal lobes that are totally overdeveloped and process information super quick but they have no ability to 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 reference it against history reference it against life experience reference it against anything that gives them wisdom right Or, or ethics and morals even Right, exactly, exactly. So, so how do you see that playing out? I mean, that's just like that's like low impulse triggered individuals. They're going to be that way when they grow up because they 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 literally just have these thirty inch uh, biceps and nothing else to them. So, your thoughts, Russ, and then Zach. Well, I some, sometimes I'm glad that I'm old and about ready to check out on all this stuff. <laughs> some point. <laughs> Yeah, I don't. Re- I don't even want to be around to see what I really think. But on the other hand, there's a lot of people, especially young people, who are uh, who are getting away from it all. You know, they're they're they're. You see these people, and they're very cool on YouTube. They monetize the idea that there's. My wife likes watching these, and like the young couple, he was a cop in Seattle. She was a school teacher. They said, we don't want to raise our kids in this woke insanity. We're going to cash out everything. I've, I had my 20 years as a cop from 18 to 38. I got a pension. We're buying a, a, a land in Idaho and we're going to figure out how to build our own house. And and they, they, they you know put out videos every few days and they've learned how to do it. They built a cool little house. They're learning more things making really good money doing this because and more and more people are saying i don't want my children exposed to this kind of uh satanic globalist indoctrination called public education and i don't want my kids uh uh, to grow 30 inch biceps and be gamers i want them to be outside and all their children they have four children they all have chores they're 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 out and outside when they're older they're helping to build the garage and they're building apartments so the kids can live over the garage it's really inspiring so i'm I'm thinking that once again we're seeing this 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 fork in the road of society where people realize that connecting with nature and connecting with the real world and the satisfaction of of literally learning to build your own house and doing it over a couple of years what, what, what is, about is a, what about quizzes quizzes are you, are you coming across anything that where you answer quiz questions you know knowledge questions does that even exist 
in what capacity are we talking about quizzes, Russ? I'm, I'm not. Uh, this quiz is just asking children or even young adults uh, where the gamification approach is used towards edu- you know. Oh, oh, to make it a tool. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. That's interesting. I mean, it must be out I mean, there, but I, I've never come across it. They're out there, but the problem is a lot of these uh, trivias are always centered around pop culture yeah. or, uh, you know, movies and things like right. that. And, and then, you know, so what, what point really is there? Uh, they're, they're rarely focused on history or, or things of, uh, of value. Yeah, this is, this is a good conversation because Zach could kind of get me a current on stuff like that. <laughs> Like what's going on and what's going on in culture? What's going on in the uh, the propaganda, the, pri- the 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 psyops? But you know, when I was a kid, my parents bought me like two sets of encyclopedias, like one set, and then they brought. Interestingly enough, they brought me another one like five years later, and between about the age of seven and. I don't know, fifteen. That's I just read those constantly. I practically memorized them. Do those? Does that even exist? You mean reading or encyclopedia specifically? Enc- encyclopedia approach. That's kind of what I got turned on to. I don't know if that. I, 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 I never got. You know, I never really got turned on to like deep reading. You know, War and Peace or anything like that. I kind of found that kind of boring. But I always loved the encyclopedias because there's a lot in there. Yeah, and, I, I never, uh, I never read an encyclopedia myself. Uh, I took the, the more boring approach. <laughs> personally. Right. Oh man, I just got uh, someone in the Goyam TV chat pointed out. And I just see an email because I have an iPhone and I'm on Apple's emails list. It's not fifteen hundred dollars for the Apple Vision. It's thirty five hundred dollars. Oh my god, absurd. I mean. Holy cow, that's crazy. Are they selling? But uh, you can pre-order right now. They're even gonna cut you uh, a break and 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 let you pay two ninety one fifty eight for twelve months. So there you, you go. got a choice between that and an encyclopedia. I think maybe that kind of answers <laughs> our question. Of what's wrong? <laughs> yeah, man, that's it. That's exactly it. So this is interesting. You know, one of the other sites I like to read every day is Jeff Rents because his headline news thing's really good. And look, 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 I'm going to read you the top uh, uh, eight of the top ten headlines on his site today. Schwab, World Economic Forum, calls for elimination of elections. Are you beginning to see a pattern? Schwab, elections will soon be a quaint relic of the past. Netanyahu vows Jews to control everything from the river to the sea. Netanyahu, there can be no Palestinian state. Netanyahu says he told U.S. he opposes Palestinian state in any post-war scenario. Netanyahu says no Israeli in the right mind are thinking about peace. Israeli military chief says Lebanon war likely in coming months. Says Israel will apply lessons learned in Gaza offensive. Biden says yeah, that's, that's, a, that's an interesting point because they're going to really have to revamp their approach because I'm keeping current on it and I don't see any signs of it. So you're going to have to pull all those guys out of Gaza and start smacking yeah. them around. I mean, I, I don't think they could pull it off. The culture's all wrong and their attitudes are all wrong. They're not humble enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
and three more. Biden says strikes against Houthis aren't working as U.S. bombs Yemen for fifth time. Oh, Biden says you they're not working, but then oh, Biden says U.S. strikes on Houthis will continue. Da 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 and now uh, the last one, day 104, unrelenting Jew assault continues. If we're not killed by bombs, we die from the cold, starvation, or disease. And uh, unbelievable. So so that's that's what we're looking at. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I personally think the World Economic Forum, people aren't taking it serious anymore. They, they went all in with that uh, scamdemic, with the Jubanic Jew jab. And when it all failed, when it became an obvious depopulation uh, agenda and trying to get some type of weird nanotech into people, and now you're seeing people with these clots, with the you know drop these young people dropping dead, especially in the media and sports and entertainment. I mean, it's weird. This this New York uh, Jewish uh, journalism professor Mark Crispin Miller, he's got this this daily email of died suddenly, and and he's been putting out three a day because he comes across another four or five celebrities, uh, uh, athletes, uh, media types who who are just literally the video shows, boom, dropping dead. And there's only one reason we all know it's the jab. And so that was, that, that was huge. And isn't it interesting? And let me get Russ's thoughts and then um, Zach, but two years ago, Albert Borla, and and Stefan Bonsell and all these Jew uh, uh, psychopaths were everywhere. Like the, you got to get the shot, you got to do this. And and have you seen Borla anywhere in the media the last three four months? Have you seen Stefan Bonsell anywhere? Have you seen any of these guys or or women? I mean, it, it's like it's like it's like uh, plutonium is so radioactive now. And and to me that the, now when you see Klaus Schwab making these claims about elections. You know, how is it any first world country is going to go along with the idea that even though we know in the United States, especially elections are are completely rigged, but people still take it as one of their fundamental rights. So, Russ, how in the world uh, is anyone going to say, "Okay, sure, sure, uh, Klaus Schwab, we're going to eliminate elections because you say we should. I mean, it's just absurd to me. I I would comment on Borla because there's it's interesting that he has bought huge amounts of Pfizer stock. So he apparently is tipped off on something. That kind of concerns me. Oh, this whole disease X there, there, uh, that, that, you know, and, and let's not kid ourselves. Disease X, just like, uh, SARS CoV-2 was a bioweapon designed in a lab somewhere. The patent for SARS CoV-2 was issued in 2017. And, oh, gee, how is it that they keep a, escaping from these super high-level uh, research laboratories that nothing should ever escape from? Well, because it's intentional. Well, I think, yeah, I, I think Borla must be looking at the disease, uh, disease X. And they, apparently they have the, quote, the cure or the preventative or the prophylactic. I guess, uh, I guess I'm not taking it. <laughs> so I guess we'll see. But that's clearly their next scam. They're foreshadowing. So, uh uh, Zach, any thoughts on uh, the, these mass murders suddenly all disappeared and, and uh, not in the media at all? Yeah, I mean, it's uh, again, it's to be expected. They they run their uh, their little PR campaign. They come up and and they they play the show they're supposed to play, and then they they take the background again. And 
sit on their yachts or in their mansions with all of their investment money that they made. And then uh, they, they'll come around when the next one happens, and then they'll disappear again, back and forth, right? Uh, we haven't even heard anything from uh, good old Bill Gates in a while. Yeah, I know. He's been really out of the news. Yeah. I thought it was hilarious. A month or so ago, he was like, you know, he was back in everything, and he was the root cause <laughs> of the, the whole scamdemic with his event 201, which he paid for and sponsored. And and all of a sudden he's acting like he had nothing to do with any of this and and, and his last thing I saw him in the media was, well well clearly those vaccines weren't any good and it's like Bill you told everybody and you you basically uh, drove that and then you made a princely sum investing in those countries and then selling before it all fell apart and so uh, that guy's unbelievable yeah he's he's basically a pump and dump operator yeah for sure I I think mostly he's just in it for the money. I don't know what kind of empire he has and who he's supporting. It's a, the, you know, these foundations rule. They, they 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 set up their foundations, pump the money in there, and that's what right. that's what really rules the the world. And a lot of them are Jewish backed. Well, big time. What's so interesting about those trusts and foundations is they totally skirt taxes they totally skirt the the laws that uh, govern uh, governmental bodies or govern corporations even though those are so weak now it's it's laughable but yeah i mean these foundations are essentially the wild wild west that can get away with anything right if you think transnational corporations are bad transnational foundations yep. are absolutely yep. yeah i think they're even worse I, I do too they're kind of tied together some of the same characters but they, right, the, right. The, the, the emergent foundations uh, like Gates have a tremendous amount of wealth, money, and, and clout because money talks. Yeah, that's so They true. can get people into the media. They can get uh, their little networks together for the infestations and the infiltrations. Yeah, yeah. So hey, with the final uh, uh, five minutes or so of the show, uh, what do you think of this whole Trump thing? They've uh, they threw everything about the kitchen sink at the guy, and and he still won Iowa by what thirty points or what have you. So so, what's your take on good old Donald J. Trump first Russ then Zach? Uh, I I hate to think that we're going to be talking about Trump for the next six nine months. Yeah, I they're totally demoralizing. But it's interesting that Biden is uh, expected to lose in New Hampshire. Uh, he's he's kind of going all in on South Carolina for his run, and I don't I just don't see him being around much longer. I, but I've been predicting he would have dropped out by now. See, to me, the the the, the globalist, the cutthroat globalist, the obvious play. And that's why I keep saying it publicly is that they they assassinate Biden and blame a white nationalist for it, right? I mean, that's everything they want, and and they have to get rid of Biden. They can't allow him to run. So so uh, why not? You know, get Matt. If that happens, you heard it from Giuseppe and a lot of other people that this that is the ultimate false flag. What, 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 there is no. But what Zog candidate is in the wings? Uh, Gavin Newsom. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's their that's their boy wonder. Yep. Or or the other fella would be Big Mike Obama. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so one of those two guys is is that who they who the who the globalists want, I think. So, uh, all right, we've got like three minutes left. Let's go. Uh, we'll give Russ the final word. So, Zach, thank you again. You're an excellent co-host. And uh, your final thoughts? Yeah, thank you uh, again very kindly for uh, having me on. It's always, uh, it's always a pleasure. And uh, it was nice to chat with you again, Russ, and you helped keep me up to date with uh, what's going on in Gaza. I, uh, like I said, I, I don't follow modern events very well. Um, so it's, it's very nice to, to get them in such a palatable format from you. Yeah, my pleasure, and thank you for getting me up to date on some of the contemporary uh, and social trends and whatnot, education on artificial intelligence. We probably need to dig into that a little bit more. Yeah, let's do it next month for sure. And uh, so Zach is at Odyssey Logos Reveal. He does shows just about every day. He's a very active uh, content provider. And so Russ, as I mentioned earlier, winterwatch.net, it's a must-view uh, uh, new news uh, analysis site. And so, uh, Russ, you, your, your final thoughts in the last couple minutes. Uh, Israel's going to lose. Israel's going to get schlacked. What that means beyond that, that simple fact, how that, what that translates into, I don't, I don't really know. Maybe the Samson option, maybe some kind of uh, – you know, attempt to blackmail the United States to getting into a full-blown war. But I think that's the one area that I'm really, like I said, kind of focused on. Oh, that's – yeah, I mean, we do have another couple minutes. I mean, just that should be uh, an ongoing uh, topic we cover on um, – on the monthly ga- gathering, but yeah, what what happens if it looks like Israel is getting slaughtered? What, how- well, you know, one of the news items you brought up is that they're looking at reconstituting their military to deal with Hezbollah, and I, I don't see how they can do that because Hezbollah is pretty dug in. It's more asymmetrical warfare. They're much better armed. Uh, I don't know necessarily on a soldier to soldier basis they're any better than Hamas. But uh, what does that even mean when they say that? Is this more braggadocia and, and hubris? Oh, we can go take on Hezbollah. So they're going to walk into that one? Kind of sounds that way, doesn't it? That's really interesting because, uh, uh, yeah, what does that even mean? Uh, um... Well, they've they, they got to get reorganized on their military. They're kind of fuck-ups. Too much TikToking and too much partying. How do they? How do they? Um, how do? How do you reorganize when you, you're throwing most of what you got already at the Gaza thing? Well, they've pulled. You know, they're kind of pulling back on Gaza. So now Gaza is turning. They're just turning into pretty much a genocide operation. And now we're getting into winter, as you just mentioned a while ago. People are starting to starve. So I don't know how much food that they're getting into these in, into the Gazans. There's a lot of lot of moving parts, but they don't look good for Israel.
you look at it. Nobody. Right. It's not like the militias are just going to come out and surrender in mass. It's not going to happen. Yeah, totally agree. All right.